Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, fantasy football podcast, now videocast as well. And you can hear the podcast wherever you get the podcast. Also, you can see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com, the website. That's the easiest way. Well, you know, now we're into week seven. We're almost halfway through the season and we're fully into the bye weeks. So let's start by saying if you have players on these teams, you will not have them this week. Buffalo, the Chargers, Dallas, Jacksonville, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh, which means my pretty much my whole team's on by. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? You going to take the week off too? Pretty much. Now, I actually I went out. I I looked at it and I said, okay, I'll use my backup tight end, which is Hawkinson. Oh, um, and I, but I only had one running back available, and that's Herbert, who I picked up last week. Okay. You know, uh, we talked about, and so I had to go out last night, and I figured, okay. What team might have a running back that's going to promote uh, move up? And I thought I'll, I'll tell way, you right now, but go ahead. Uh, I, I said to myself, I saw after the last game against the Steelers, I said, you know, here's the situation. Seattle keeps losing running backs and Alex Collins is going to be the number one guy, but chances are he's going to go down the way Seattle's playing. So I'm going to pick up DJ Dallas. So that's who I shoved in there. That's who I picked okay. up at midnight last night. So, all right. So who, who were you thinking? I was going to say Dearness De- Johnson for the Browns because they have no running back right That's now. True. That's true. Zero. And, and, and you talk about a team that can only win by running the ball. It's the Browns. I'll, and I, also, and also Mayfield is likely to be out. Yeah. I know that, you know, so after the podcast, I'm going to go look, see if he's still available and uh, maybe I'll pick him up too. Cause I got a guy I can drop. So anyway, all right. So before we get to the winners and losers, how about those Titans over the bills? My gosh, that game last night, tell me about it. Well, I mean, the Titans, you know, start out the year and get blown out by what was then the surprising Cardinals, who are now no longer surprising, and have done that to a few teams. But I think last night what I saw out of the Titans was a reemergence of the Titans we all thought we were going to see this year. Uh, They took what I think most people regard as the best team in the AFC, the Bills, and dominated them often. Not throughout, but often. And um, I think – Derrick Henry with his three touchdowns and a 75-yard, one of those, the first one being a 75 or 76-yard touchdown run, they just blew up the Bills' defense. So I I was pleasantly, I'd say, surprised because I didn't think Tennessee had that kind of game in them, and they did. But the problem going forward for them, I think, is going to be the injuries they sustained because not only did Julio Jones go down with a hamstring, but Taylor Lewan went down with a concussion, got carted off. And then their two corners, Fulton and Farley, are both out. And then the wide receiver, Cameron Bates, is out. So I think it's going to be tough for them to sustain it. But still, they were impressive last night. I'll tell you, their defense just looks really, really strong. Uh, You know, I saw yesterday, I think it was an ESPN or something, I I saw high school footage of Derrick Henry. 
And he just looked like the same Derrick Henry, but faster. It was like lightning speed running down. Nobody could catch right. him. And he looks like the same guy. It looks like he's the same size. This huge. And he still looks like he's playing against high school guys. I know. It's, it's just amazing. Just amazing. Well, let's go, jump into the winners this week. A quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Dak Prescott had 445 and three touches. Uh, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford both had four touches. So it was a pretty good week for some quarterbacks. Let me expand a second, if I can, on Cousins. Because the reality is... In that division, you'd rather take Rodgers over Cousins. Yeah. But in fantasy football, I'd rather have Cousins because both of them are nearly equal in touchdown to interceptions. But Cousins has a far better percentage completion and far more yards. Um, I also would like to shout out to Trevor Lawrence because here's a guy that never knew losing until he got to the NFL. Starts out this year 0-5 and then came up big throughout this game in played in London against Miami, and then on the last drive especially, did what he had to do to put them in position to kick the game-winning field goal. Well, all the running backs, you know, Jonathan Taylor at 145, two scores. Leonard Fournette, who you really liked last week, with 81 plus six catches and a pair of touchdowns. Alvin Cook, 140. Khalil Herbert, we talked about, 97 and a score for the Bears. Alex Collins, who ran hard for 101 in Seattle, and almost all of that was in the second half. I wish I had a hat on right now because I'd tip it to you for pointing out Khalil Herbert last week. And that was huge because not only did David Montgomery go down, but Williams does too. And so Kurt Herbert steps in on a team that themselves, despite uh, all the talk this year being about Justin Fields, it's their running game that gives them their most identity. And then the hard running game with the play action pass, that's what they continue to do. And Herbert was obviously the guy who set all that up. You know, I'm looking around. I usually have a hat somewhere because I'm always wearing a hat. And I didn't see one. I don't have one right in my cubby hole here. So, uh, why you, you, you ought to have you? What's the guy, the, the old Steeler cornerback, Mel Blunt? He's always got the cowboy hat. That's right? true. That's true. Right. That's true. And I do have a black cowboy hat around here. I usually have it sitting at the top of my desk, but I wasn't, I couldn't find it. Wide receivers, what a day for CD Lamb. Nine catches, 149 and two touches. Cooper Cup, nearly the same, but with 130 yards on nine catches and two scores. Adam Thielen, 11 for 126. I told you he'd be back this week. And Jalen Waddell had 10. Noah Fant and Mike Gusecki topped the list as well. Yeah, I got to uh, say, agree with you. Because the only question I had this year, as far as the Rams went, is who's going to be the number one receiver? Well, obviously now it's Cup, who's performing unbelievably every week. Woods is really no longer taking up any space as to is he going to be the guy too. And I'd say the reemergence of A.J. Green now with uh, the Cardinals. Um, you know, the Bengals left him for dead. And then here he is now showing up big last game, uh, six catches uh, for 79 yards and a touchdown. And, and that was against one of the NFL's best defenses and secondaries. The losers this week, Austin Eckler, six carries, seven yards, but he did catch four passes. Miles Gaskin, five carries, nine yards. And then Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones threw three picks, and that was not good. So we like Cousins and Prescott as well as Stafford this week. All had top-notch games. We did not like Jalen Hurts, who passed for 115 and ran for 44. We were good there. You like Fournette, who had a great week. I like Lil Herbert, who we just discussed, had an outstanding week. We solid pickup on the waiver wires. I grabbed him last week. So we both like James Robinson. Again, solid 19 fantasy points. We said Thielen would come back. He was strong, as was Antonio Brown and Sterling Shepard, who both you said would have good weeks. And he did, had 10 catches. So it was, uh, you know, just a, just a powerful week. We both had good, good weeks this week. So yeah. 
Was there one surprise team or player that, that you've seen this year that um, really stands out to you? You know, I don't know if I can qualify him anymore as a surprise, but all along I've been saying Kirk Cousins this year has surprised me anyway. And I think once again, he had a phenomenal game in a game they had to win. And, you know, one of the knocks on him, at least from the Minnesota fans, is he never wins the big game. Well, he's been – they started out slow, but since then, man, this, he's, had a, he's had a great year from start to where they are now. And uh, I just think he's, he's a guy every week. When you mention the teams that are on the bye, to me, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, they are this week. And that he is one of the top quarterbacks fantasy-wise now. Well, let's get right to the games. Thursday night, Broncos at Browns. You want to keep an eye on Baker Mayfield, who dislocated his non-throwing shoulder. He says he's going to play, but we'll see. Same with Kareem Hunt, who had a leg injury. Same with Nick Chubb, who sat out last week. This might be the annual strong week, as we mentioned, for Dernis Johnson at running back, if, if neither of those guys can go. But overall, I'm off the Browns this week. <laughs> Isn't it funny how everyone was on the Browns to start the year. Now people are jumping off because yeah. they've lost two in a row. But, you know, um, I think when I'm when you talk about the Broncos, uh, the guy that really nobody saw coming was Teddy Bridgewater because he was a late add to the to the season. He wins the job. Last week he had three interceptions, but if he's able to get back to the Teddy Bridgewater of last year and this beginning of this year, you know, he's a guy that makes smart decisions. He can extend plays. And I think he brings a key element to their offense of creativity. And so I think that uh, the Broncos, in this case, for them to get back on track, he's got to be the guy that turns it around. So we got uh, Sunday, we got the Panthers at the Giants. I'm liking Chubba Hubbard and the receivers this week, despite the fact they didn't get a lot of catches last week. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson targeted 24 times. We had eight catches for 84 yards. Sam Darnold has, has to play better. Uh, I'm thinking better numbers this week against the Giants, though. Isn't this funny how, like, the Giants, who do you pick? Because Daniel Jones is banged up and not really playing with the confidence that he showed earlier. Uh, Barkley's now out. And after six games and only one win, like, where are the Giants? They're not showing up anymore, like, as though they look confident to win the game. The one guy that I would say the Giants still have that's viable option is Sterling Shepard. Um, and, you know, he had, what, 10 catches last yeah, week? Yeah, last week, yeah. Every week he's going to show up somewhere somehow. And so that's the one guy I consider playing. Jets at Patriots. Jets coming off a bye. They look to regroup on, against an up-and-coming Patriots team. No one here to like except maybe Jamison Crowder for flex. Yeah, I think of the Patriots. Uh, they're the two, the best two and four team right now in the league. Um, they're in every game until the end. Uh, now, uh, as far as Mac Jones, his stats have not been eye-popping, okay? But he's not making big mistakes to lose games for them. Um, and I think by the end of the season, he's going to be the guy that helps to turn the season around for them. Uh, you know, one thing, one name, I think, on the Patriots that people might not realize is a solid performer is Jacoby Myers, the receiver for NC State. Also an undrafted player like myself once was. And, um, <laughs> you know, cheers to that guy because he – He's very close to breaking out, and he hasn't gotten in the end zone that, that yet this year. So playing the Jets, this might be his week. Hey, you know, you haven't mentioned Naim Hines in a long time. Another NC State guy. Right, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he's been what? quiet, unfortunately. 
<laughs> Chiefs and Titans. Titans, I got to say, they're tough. And Julio Jones may be out with a hammy, so keep an eye on him. Hasn't been much of a factor this year. Uh, that should be more looks for A.J. Brown, though, and possibly Marcus Johnson. Uh, Titans, D, definitely a play here. I think as a one of the biggest disappointment reality NFL teams this year has been the Chiefs. They're three and three. Uh, Holmes, Mahomes is, I think, leading the league in, in, in interceptions so far. And uh, I think Kelsey's back on track now, can be a consistent performer. Hill's kind of a swing for the fences guy. You're either going to dominate with him or you could go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. Yeah. And uh, Darrell Williams, though, is a name at running back, stepping in for Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, that uh, even though last week he only had 60 yards rushing, he did have two touchdowns. So that if you're scrambling, and here we are in the bye, week, uh, bye weeks of the season, if you're scrambling for a guy who's out, uh, Darrell Williams, what we got to pick up. Now, Washington at the pack. Washington got nothing from Antonio Gibson, who was slightly injured. So keep an eye on the injury wires on him. If he can't go, your best option is J.D. McKissick, who is a decent handcuff anyway. McLaurin remains solid despite only four catches for 28 yards. You might be a flex until Taylor Heineke really kind of gets it together week to week. Um, yeah. Hey, not crazy that you are now handing off the Packers analyzation to me here, especially <laughs> after Rogers just finishes the game by saying to the fans of, of Chicago or one in particular, I still own you. Um, uh, you know, I just think that uh, when you think about the Packers fantasy wise, who stands out? You know, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devontae Adams, for sure. Aaron Jones on occasion. Um, but the normal guys, Tunyon, uh, Lazard, Valdez, Scantling, none of them really cop. None of them are really consistently performing this year. And so as far as the Packers goes, I'm not sure, other than the two obvious ones I just mentioned, who do you play fantasy-wise? I don't know. That's a tough one. Usually you just plug it in Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, it, it's an interesting interesting year. You know, he gets older, and but at least we're not talking about Ben this week, so I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons and Dolphins. Calvin Ridley right. has not been Calvin Ridley with the departure of Julio Jones. So even with Matt Ryan at the helm. However, against Miami, he is a wide receiver one this week. I'm sold on Cordero Patterson after several strong weeks, even though they were against lackluster teams, uh, of which Miami is one of. Well, you know, it's, it's talking about the Dolphins, I mean, here's a team that, okay, defensively, they're tanking. Right. But they've already got to it. So why? And, you know, I don't get that. But offensively, I was impressed with Tagovailoa last week. He went over 300 yards. He had a couple of touchdown passes to Waddle. They're playing the Falcons, which defensively are not good. And, you know, I think when you talk about the options he's got offensively, um, their best players have not really stepped up so far. And so you got guys like Gasecki who are still solid. Waddle, who jumped up for the first time really last week. Um, and so they're not like two is not a great option every week. But this week, I think he is. Well, that's an interesting note. I didn't expect that one. Uh, Bengals at Ravens. Despite a poor statistical day, Lamar Jackson was solid. He should still be solid against the Bengals. Andrews is a play, as is Latavius Murray, if he's healthy. And that's the key here, if he's healthy. And Taking the Bengals, I'll say that they are the one of, if, if not the best story this year in the NFL. Um, and we're going to find out really how good they are here against Baltimore. Um, and to me, they look every bit as good as the Ravens. Um, 
They've been in every game. They've won more than they've lost. They've got three guys that not many teams have in Burrow, Mixon, and Chase. There's three potential pro bowlers right there. Not a lot of teams have that. Um, I think both teams are coming off convincing wins. Uh, and I think for their team's sake, for the team's confidence, for the city of Cincinnati's confidence, this is a game the Browns or the Bengals have to win. And if they do, it's going to put them top of the AFC North. You know, the thing about this is this is a really important divisional game, you know, and uh, so you, you've got um, just that division, the AFC North, is four teams that are always, always in contention. And, you know, the Steelers aren't there yet, but so you have three solid teams and a team that's, that's, that's coming up. And these two, I think, are right now, because of the injuries to Cleveland, uh, are the class of the division. I, I think you're right on there. Uh, Lions at Rams. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson stepped up a little more this week, had eight catches on 11 targets, no scores, despite the fact that Goff threw 42 times. Khalil Raymond was targeted seven times, as was Amon Ra St. Brown. Now, Amon Ra, if um, known your um, uh, history of, of the Middle East, Amon Ra is the Egyptian sun god. So uh, his mother gave him that name or his dad, whoever, but Amon Ra St. Brown. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a terrible day, and I don't expect much more against the Rams D. But as for Jared Goff, I don't see his return to Los Angeles as a pleasant one. I think Matthew Stafford is going to have a field day out there. But you mentioned Goff, especially not now having, having well, we'll see. Having gotten called out by his coach, Dan Campbell, he's got to step up and do more. We'll see what happens this week. I think at the end of this weekend, though, the Lions are going to be 0-7. Um, thank, thank you. And, 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 and it's going to be, it's going to, it's not going to be an ugly, uh, it's not going to be a pretty game for them. Um, switching over to the Rams, I'll say I'm with you with Stafford. I mean, he's finally gotten onto a team that he, you know, had he gotten drafted by another team, this could have been Matthew Stafford all along. And, and so he's got options now. He's got, as we mentioned, Cup earlier. Daryl Henderson has really emerged. Who, who, who knew Daryl Henderson was going to be the guy before yeah. Cam Akers tore his Achilles tendon? So um, I think this team, the Rams I'm talking about, are also to go along with uh, the Bengals, one of this year's uh, best stories. Eagles at Raiders. Raiders D has been strong, so I'd stick with it this weekend against the Eagles. Uh, stick with Carr, Ruggs, Jacobs, and Renfro, and, of course, Waller. Well, to the Eagles, uh, because they tend to lose convincingly by halftime every week, um, they come out statistically and go off in the second half. And Hertz is one of those guys that leads it. He's, you know, he's another one of those quarterbacks that gains yards both running and passing. Same with touchdowns. And so he's an absolute he's an actual option. I think the Raiders proved something to me last week and that they can perform under scrutiny and had one of their better games. And so if 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 that trend holds and they get up early on the Eagles, which they probably will, the Eagles will probably have a chance to come back and put up some numbers in, in the second half. Texas at Cardinals, Cardinals. No one playing better than Kyler Murray right now. And, I mean, he is the Pro Bowl quarterback this year as far as I'm concerned. DeAndre Hopkins, he's solid. Christian Kirk led the team in uh, targets. We haven't had that name pop up in a while. The last couple of years he's been solid, but he's been kind of iffy at times. But he led the team in targets. So it may be time to look at him on the waiver wire, especially with the bye weeks. Uh, James Conner still a play after 71 yards on 16 carries. Way to get the lone plug in for the one either former or current Steeler that anyone even talks about is James Conner. 
Um, well, good job. And I think about the only Texans player, though, I'd consider starting anyway would be Brandon Cooks. Um, he's been he's had a couple games, I believe, over 100 yards this year. He got uh, very close last week. He got, I think, uh, 89 with nine catches, um, but only one touchdown through the season, though. So the Texans offensively don't have a lot of good options fantasy wise. Bears at Buccaneers, Tom Brady and the Bucs still solid. They should remain so against the Bears. Fournette handling all the running. And Antonio Brown was targeted 13 times last week. Amazing that the 44-year-old guy, Brady, is one of the most prolific passers this year. So every time he steps on the field, he's setting some sort of record. Um, And I'd say, uh, you know, leading into last week's Bears-Packers game, you mentioned Khalil Herbert, and as good as Montgomery and Williams were, you know, he's pretty good too. And I, I think for the Bears, he's the one guy I'd, I'd go in with in terms of starting. It's a, it's a great Buccaneers defense, don't get me wrong. But I think the Bears know they're going to have to stick with that running game and the play-action game to be successful against Tampa. How do you feel about Justin Fields at this point? Uh, you know, he's playing a position that you played. Uh, it's, uh, you know how it feels to be out there. I mean, he's running more than you ever did. Uh, of course he's running more in one game than you ever did. When he did that, his first run, he already accomplished that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I think that, um, like with all young quarterbacks, it's going to take him some time and, but he shows me at least enough glimpses, especially when they have a running game that, he can play action pass off of that. He can throw and complete passes to guys that um, are either wide open or covered. And he's shown both abilities to do that. And so I think it's going to take him some time, though. And the, the biggest key for him, that what's, what's hurt him the most, is their offensive line. But I think we all knew that going in, that was yeah. going to be a struggle. Colts at 49ers, Carson Wentz looks somewhat rejuvenated. If he's your backup and your number one is on a bye, he's worthy of a start. Taylor, of course, and T.Y. Hill had 80 yards on four catches, while Pittman was only targeted three times. I mean, what's up with that? Uh, Both should be back this week, but watch the injury wires on T.Y. Hill. Well, the 49ers, they're coming off a bye, right? And so we're not sure what that means for Garoppolo, if he's going to be playing or if he's not going to be playing. But statistically, uh, I don't think it really matters because the 49ers are two and three. Their offense is two and three ish. And so I think offensively, you know, you've got um, uh, Kittle as an option. You got Debo Samuel, but I wouldn't play either one because there's been no consistency out of either one. And I just think the offensive 49ers, the, the 49ers offense right now is just for whatever reason, stagnant. Monday night, Saints and Seahawks. Saints coming off a bye, but Seattle seemed to have found something against Pittsburgh. Alex Collins is a solid waiver wire pickup. I think he's going to be the key back going forward. And DJ Dallas might not be a a bad pickup. Uh, I would also stay off Geno Smith, though. But there's also been talk of another name surfacing, maybe going to Seattle, and that's Cam Newton. Not going to happen. There's no way because once – uh, first of all, Geno Smith's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Then once Russell Wilson get back, where does Cam Newton go? Because uh, he's I don't I don't think that's the guy to put in that mix right now. At least that's my opinion. Uh, flipping over to the Saints, um, you know the one question mark they had coming into the year: How do you praise Drew Brees? Is is uh, Jameis Winston either going to win the job? When if he does, is he going to overcome the turnover problems that have plagued him throughout his career? 
And I think he's answered that. So he's, you know, got 12 or 13 touchdown, I think 12 touchdown passes, one rushing to make 13 and only what three interceptions. So statistically the, the saints really aren't there fantasy wise in any game. I don't know who you'd play other than maybe Alvin Kamara. Uh, but uh, anyway, that that's the saints. Unfortunately, they're, you know, they're not off to the start that I'm thinking that, anyone thought they'd have, but at least they're in the mix at this point. And unfortunately, fantasy-wise, though, to me, other than Kamara, there's no one to start here. And there you have it, Kramer and Brill, Fantasy Football Podcast, and now video cast as well. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Lips, and Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast. And you can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all this at our website, and that is kramerandbrill.com, www.kramerandbrill.com. 